Good afternoon, y'all. It's good to see y'all today on this wonderful feast of St. Polycarp. Guys, I remember when I was in seminary, um, one of the professors said that everyone should look at the apostles, the 12 apostles, and, um, and choose one that they would like to be friends with. Like if you were amongst the 12, which one would you have buddied up with? You know, it would have been St. Peter, you know, the, the rough guy. It would have been St. John, it would have been Bartholomew, Thaddeus. You know, which one, which one would it have been? Which one would you have been friends with? Um, and then begin asking for their intercession. So I think in my life, um, while Peter is a fascinating character, I think for me it would be St. John. If I could go back in time and meet any of the apostles, it would be John, Right? And so I always wonder, like, what would that have been like? What, like, there really were people historically that knew John. And today's martyr knew John. He was actually one of John's disciples, St. Polycarp. He was formed by St. John, right? And uh, he was actually ordained a bishop by St. John. Right? How cool is that? Saints form saints. <laughs> so if you want to be a saint, hang out with people that want to be saints. Um, so, so who is Polycarp? Well, we don't know a whole lot about him other than he was around 85, 86 years old whenever he was finally given his life and martyrdom. And he was uh, burnt at the stake. That's how they, how they martyred him. And the martyrs always, uh, they fascinate me. While you look at their life and it's like, gosh, that is grueling the way that some of these martyrs died. It does something inside of you and stirs something up to make us realize, like, no, this is my brother and my sister. This is how much they loved God. This is the, the stuff they were going through in their world, in their country. And they would rather die than to apostatize, to deny the Christ. They would rather die than to commit sin. And to have that kind of conviction, they, they stand as a great example for us, right? And when you read the gospel reading today and, then, and even the first reading, um, it speaks of us of martyrdom, right? Um, I know that your tribulation and poverty, but you are, the, but you are rich. Um, you know, persecutions will come, it says. The devil will throw some of you into prison and you will be tested, right? The gospel of Jesus, this is John 15, it's towards the end of John's gospel. He's getting ready for his for his crucifixion, and Jesus is speaking straight to his apostles right here, and he says, look, the world hate is going to hate you, but realize it hated me first, right? Where the master goes, so you have to go, right? And so Jesus is letting us know, like, if you're going to follow Christ, it's not going to be a bed of roses, right? There will be persecutions, whether it's red martyrdoms or the white martyrdom where you're just persecuted left and right. You know, I'll never forget being in Rome one day, and um, we were talking to this, this little monk at the Church of the Passion of Jesus. And it's where they have different, um, different parts of the Passion, the crown of thorns, the nails, uh, the cross, the INRI. They're all in this little church. And uh, we were talking to this little Italian uh, monk, and uh, standing at the door, and he, he asked us where we're from. We're from I said, we're from America. And he goes, ah, Americans, you have given the church no martyrs. <laughs> I was like, you're right. <laughs> yeah, we have it. <laughs> you know, but speaking from someone who lives on this blood-stained soil of Europe that has given the church many martyrs, Polycarp was amongst them. There's a moment um, in Polycarp's death 
where he could have gotten away. He, he could have fled and he could have saved his life. But the Lord had revealed to him that his time had come and that he was to give the greatest witness of his life at his martyrdom. And because he was such a popular figure in the early church, the account of his martyrdom is very, very well documented historically. And so in the Office of Readings this morning, um, it's a letter um, that was written on the martyrdom of St. Polycarp by the church of Smyrna, right, where he was bishop. And in it, they, they talk about his death. And listen to this, how incredible, a great miraculous thing happened. So as they're going to bring him up, they strip him of his clothes, and they're going to fasten him to the post. And usually they nail their hands and their feet to the post so they can't get away. And he said, that's not necessary. And so all they do is they bound him up. And so they bound him up. He said he was like a sheep that was led to the slaughter. Right? And they tied him up to the post. And then something happened that's miraculous. It says, um, when he had, he had had this lengthy prayer, and then when he said, Amen, the prayer finished, and the officials come up to the, to the prey and they light it up. It says, But when the great flame burst out, those of us privileged to see it witnessed a strange and wonderful thing. Indeed, we have been spared this in order to tell you the story to others. So this is eyewitnesses. It says, Like a ship's sail, swelling in the wind, the flames became, as it were, a dome encircling the martyr's body. Surrounded by the fire, the body was like bread that was being baked, or gold and silver, white hot in a furnace not like the flesh that had been burnt. So sweet the fragrance came to us that it was like that of burning incense or some other costly and sweet-smelling gem. Isn't that a beautiful image? 85-year-old Polycarp goes to be burned at the stake and the flames engulf around him like a sail being pushed out by the wind. And his body becomes golden. Right? This is like bread in the oven or gold or silver in the furnace. And I couldn't help but think of the Eucharist. Right? The bread that is placed in the oven and rises. And that bread is meant to be shared, it's meant to be given. And what a Eucharistic image this was. This man of 85 years old giving his life in martyrdom and becoming very Eucharistic in symbol of bread being placed into the furnace. This is my body given up for you. How many people, even now, down through the centuries, from the early 100s to now, continue to look at Polycarp as an image of hope, as an image of heroic love, right? And so it inflames our hearts with the same love for Jesus, that we can have that, if we're tested one day, be it through sin or be it through having to deny our faith, that we can have that strength and that faith that Polycarp had, right? Knowing that it's not about this world, it's about what happens in the next. They can destroy this life, but you can't touch us in eternity. And so let us pray for the same strength that St. Polycarp had in our day-to-day -to, -day to continue to follow Jesus with all of our heart, mind, and soul, and that that great flame that surrounded his body is just an outward sign of the flames of love that surrounded his heart. Amen?